0: Hi, my name is Emma, I'm 11 years old, and Jesus is better than anything else because He is all-powerful and only wants the best for us. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world and the hope of living with Him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why He wants you to join Him. Hey guys, it's Alicia Yoder on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I am so happy to have the chance to share God's exciting stories with you. And when I'm putting the episodes together and I think about you listening, it makes me smile because Jesus loves you so much. Well, last time we talked about the Israelites' terrible decision to make and worship a golden calf because that's what they felt like doing, rather than waiting for Moses to come back to help them know the way God wanted them to live. God brought a punishment through a plague, but he kept going with them, leading them toward the land he had promised to give them. Moses was their leader, and talked to God like you talked to one of your friends. God even let him see a bit of his glory when he passed by. Then God said to Moses, Cut out two new tablets of stone and I will write the same words that I did on the first tablets which you broke. Come up to the top of the mountain and don't let anyone come with you. So Moses cut the tablets and went up to the mountain. God came down in a cloud and stood with Moses, speaking his name. I am the Lord. Merciful and gracious, slow to get angry, and full of forever love and faithfulness, loving thousands of generations, and forgiving sin, but I won't clear the guilty. Moses bowed before God and worshipped, If you are pleased with me, Lord, go with us, for the people are stubborn, and forgive our sins, and let us be yours forever. And God said, I am making a covenant promise, showing you more amazing things than any other nation has seen. Every nation around you will see the awesome work I am doing with you, so follow my commands. I'm going to push out the nations that are living in the land I promised you, so don't make any covenant promises with them. Otherwise, they might trap you into worshipping their idols with them. Instead, Tear down the altars and break the idols into pieces. I am jealous for all your worship." God reminded Moses of his other commands about the feasts, dedicating their firstborn animals and sons, resting on the Sabbath, and how to bring sacrifices to him. He wrote the Ten Commandments on the stone tablets and gave them to Moses. Moses was with God for 40 days and nights, and he didn't eat any food or drink any water. When he came down from the mountain carrying the tablets, he didn't know that his face was shining brightly because he'd been with God. Aaron and the people were afraid to come near him, but Moses said, Come here, and he told them everything God had commanded them. Then he put a veil or a covering over his face. Whenever he went to talk with the Lord, he would take away the veil. And when he came out to tell the people what God said, they would see Moses' shining face. Then Moses would cover his face until he went to speak to God again. Moses got all the people together and told them more of what God said about how to celebrate the Sabbath day by resting and all about how to make the tabernacle tent where God wanted to live with them. So the people brought their jewelry and animal skins and wood. They brought precious jewels, spices, and oil, all as an offering to the Lord. And the women spun the yarn and cloth and brought what they had made. Moses called the men God had chosen, Bezalel and Aholiab, To use the skills the Spirit of God gave them to design the pieces, using the gold and silver and precious stones, and to weave the cloth together for the tent. Other workers came to help too, and soon they said, The people are bringing too many things for the tabernacle. So Moses told the people to stop bringing all the material for the tent. They made the tent exactly like God had told Moses, with a frame and curtains, along with everything that was supposed to go inside, the Ark of the Covenant, the table, lampstand, altar of incense, altar for burnt offerings, the bronze basin for washing, and the curtains that went around the whole area. They made the priest's clothes just like God had told Moses to, and finally they were finished. Moses blessed the people since they had done everything in the way God had commanded. God said, Okay, on the first day of the year, I want you to put all the pieces of the tabernacle together. So Moses did. He set up the frames and poles and pillars, put the tent over it, put the tablets of stone into the Ark of the Covenant, set up the veil to hide the Ark, set up the table with the bread, set up the lampstand, the golden altar to burn incense, and the altar to offer sacrifices. He filled the basin with water for washing, and Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and feet. Then they set up the curtains surrounding the whole area. Moses anointed or poured oil on all the pieces, including the altar, utensils, and basin, to make them all ready and set apart for the way of forgiveness God had set up. When he finished, the twelve Israelite chiefs brought an offering to the Lord, six wagons and twelve oxen. God said to Moses, Accept this offering from them. And give the wagons and oxen to the Levites, who were the men who have been chosen to keep all the parts of the tabernacle running smoothly. They were supposed to help so that the priests could focus on preparing the burnt offerings. The chiefs also had more offerings to give to God. So God told Moses to have one chief per day give his offering to dedicate the altar after it was anointed. Over the next 12 days, each chief offered the same offering to God. A silver plate and a silver basin or bowl filled with flour and oil for a grain offering, a golden dish full of incense, a bull, a ram, and a lamb for a burnt offering, a goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five goats, and five lambs a year old for a peace offering. And when Moses went into the tent of meeting to speak with God, he heard God's voice speaking to him from above the mercy seat that the angel's wings covered on the Ark of the Covenant that was behind the curtain. Meanwhile, on the days the chiefs were bringing their offerings, Moses also had to get Aaron and his sons ready to do God's holy work as priests. God told Moses to get all the people to come to the entrance of the tabernacle and watch what happened. Moses told the people, This is what God has commanded me to do. First he washed Aaron and his sons with water and then put their priest's clothes on them. The robe and sash and coat and breast piece and hat and golden holy crown. Next, he used some of the anointing oil that he had just used to anoint the tabernacle pieces and poured some of the oil on Aaron's head. Then Moses had Aaron and his sons lay their hands on the ram for the burnt offering, the animal that would atone or take the punishment for their sins. After they killed it, cut it up, washed it and burned it on the altar, Aaron and his sons laid their hands on another ram which was for their ordination or start to wor- or to start their work as priests. After Moses killed it, he put some of the blood on Aaron's right ear and thumb and big toe and did the same for his sons. Aaron and his sons held the pieces of the offering along with some bread offerings and waved them before God and then burned them on the altar. And Moses got a piece of the animal offering too. Then Moses sprinkled some of the anointing oil and blood on Aaron and his sons just like God told him to do. They were supposed to eat parts of the offerings and stay in the tent for seven days. And that's exactly what they did. On the eighth day, Moses said, Take your animal offerings, both for you and for the sins of the people of Israel, and the grain offerings, because God is going to appear to you today. So Aaron offered the sin offerings for their sins. The burnt offerings, which went along with the things they wanted to ask God to do or praise him for, and the peace offerings, which were for communion or enjoying their closeness with God. Then Aaron lifted his hands toward the people and blessed them. Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle and then came out and blessed the people again. And God's glory appeared to all the people. God sent fire to burn up all the pieces of the sacrifice on the altar. And when the people saw what was happening, they shouted and bowed on their faces before the Lord. God came in a cloud and covered the tabernacle, and his glory filled it. Moses couldn't enter because the cloud of God's glory filled the whole area. From then on, each time the cloud went above the tabernacle, the people of Israel would get all their stuff together and follow where it led. But if it didn't move, they stayed where they were. At night, God's pillar of fire was on the tabernacle so that all of them could see it wherever they were. Wow! Can you imagine what that might have been like? To see God shoot fire down on a sacrifice and come down in a bright, glorious cloud? After they had messed up terribly with worshipping the golden calf, the Israelites tried to follow each instruction God gave them for building the tabernacle, consecrating Aaron and his sons as priests and offering sacrifices. And now God was living with them, not just talking to them through Moses. God had made a special promise to them that they would be his people and he would lead them into a good land where they could enjoy him and each other. The people chose to listen to what Moses told them when he came out of the tent where he met with God and his face was all shiny. They gave all the materials needed to build the tabernacle willingly, so much that Moses had to tell them to stop. And God gave the workers the skills to build it beautifully. When all the pieces were finished, Moses set it up just like God had told him to, and he followed all the instructions for preparing Aaron and his sons to be intercessors for the people. Which is, that's just a fancy word that means Aaron would be the holy one to offer sacrifices for the people's sins so that God could keep living with them and teaching them his ways and enjoy being a family with them. Now, Most of you might not have stone tablets with commandments from God sitting on your dresser in your room. But Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3 that because of Jesus' sacrifice, we have God's Spirit living in us, who doesn't write on stone, but writes His ways on our hearts. Moses' face was shiny when he met with God, but since God sends His Spirit to live in us, shouldn't that be even more gloriously amazing? The laws God gave to Moses about the sacrifices weren't supposed to last forever, but Jesus' sacrifice for us is meant to last forever and ever and ever. Paul says that people who haven't chosen yet to follow Jesus have a veil covering their eyes so they can't see the right way to walk and live. But when a Whenever, whenever anyone turns to Jesus, that veil is ripped away so that they can have freedom to see how glorious God is and be made more like him, more shiny each day. That's what the Spirit does in us when we follow Jesus. He might not make us actually glow in the dark, but when others spend time with us, they will feel Jesus' love and see the difference he makes in our lives. God has always wanted to be with us. And when we decide to follow Jesus, our sins are forgiven and we are free to live in His loving ways because that's how life works best in His kingdom. We can give our time and even our money to bless other people with God's love. We can ask Him to help us live in His ways and invite others into His kingdom too. So, What's one way you would like to thank Jesus for all he's done? Why not tell your mom or dad? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for being the perfect priest and giving us so much love that we get to offer others. Thank you for your shiny spirit living inside of us, letting us enjoy you and know the good things we get to do with you. We love you. Amen. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me today. I'll try to post a couple pictures of what they think the tabernacle and Aaron's priestly clothes looked like on my website at alishayoder.com. But your parents can also help you Google some drawings of it. See you next time!